Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. This is the Dan Connery Show. Blue collar common sense. Common sense solutions. That's where we have to go if we're going to save our state and save our country. Join the conversation at 321-1310. Toll free at 1-877-235-1310. We as Americans have the capacity now as we've had in the past to do whatever needs to be done to preserve this last and greatest bastion of freedom. Or hit him up on Facebook and Twitter. Common sense has become... An uncommon commodity. Now, Dan Connery on 1310 WIBA. Good morning, Madison. Good morning, Wisconsin. Good morning, America. If you're listening on iHeartRadio, we sure do thank you for that. And when I say we, I mean Sean Preble and Dan Connery. And Sean Preble is here for the entire show today. He uh, decided to uh, leave his Death Star that he, uh, that he uh, <laughs> circles the Earth with. And... Uh, but you and I can blame Finkelman all day, so that'll be yeah. perfect. It's all yeah, Joel's fault. Here. Joel doesn't realize <laughs> what he didn't realize until I told him this. So in my Death Star, I am I, I it is the control in there is all powerful, which also means I can hear what goes on off the air. So I had to give him a hard time about calling me deaf the other morning during a break. <laughs> <laughs> I told him I said good for you. I heard that. I heard that. That's right. And for people who don't know, after a few years in radio, oh. uh, you are prematurely deaf, and you walk mm. around in your forties. Well, me, you know, uh, I'll just say, remember your old grandfather used to walk out. What? What? That you turn into that by your forties yes. if you're in radio. So you walk around, what, what? So, which makes for great conversations between me and my deaf Alzheimer's mother and me. So it's just a lot of fun. What, what are you doing? My, I, who are you? I'm your son. What? Okay, good talk. We, I just, we move I, on. I just tell my wife what means I love you. So if I yeah. say what, just, just interpret that as I love you. <laughs> now, he, here's the, I, I, there was a post by a lady uh, a couple of days ago on Facebook and, uh, we're friends on Facebook, and I, I don't know her at, at all in any way, shape, or form. And, and she went on a little bit of a diatribe. How come men just doesn't they, they don't listen? They they just do whatever they want, and they just you know meow meow angry meow meow. Men don't listen meow meow meow. And I just and she goes on a long diatribe. And, and her main point was they don't listen. So after several comments on on a post, a lot of women you know solidarity women jumping on. You're right meow 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 stupid meow meow. And I just I put it I just put a comment in the uh, in the line saying uh, I'm sorry what. <laughs> Uh, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> and uh, and uh, to, to her credit, I forget who it was, but the woman uh, posted back said, you heard me. <laughs> so good for her. Good for her on that. She got me back, and uh, God bless her soul. Welcome. Good morning, everybody. Dan Connery Show, News Talk 1310, WIBA. If you'd like to give us a call today, it's 321-1310, 321-1310, toll-free, 877-235-1310. I... Um, you know, Friday, trying to have a good time, trying to lighten things up. But uh, I'm going to make an admission this morning here on News Talk 1310 WIBA. I, uh, Sean Preble, this is not easy for me to admit. It is a, uh, 
uh, it's a shameful day in my life. And uh, there is great angst with this. There's great embarrassment. And um, I put on MSNBC yesterday intentionally. What? And I, yeah, I did. I did. I, I did it on purpose. And I am asking myself today, with all the shuffling taking place at uh, the Fox News Channel, and I, I, I miss Greta. I miss, I miss my Wisconsin girl, Greta Van Susteren. I miss my common sense lawyer, uh, sharp thinker, fair-minded individual. Uh, I'm probably a little bit more conservative than she is, but uh, she has a libertarian streak that I, I could definitely hang out with and, and caucus with on a few occasions. And I'm starting to get the feeling now because... I was I was going through the chat. I love Brett Baer. I'm a big Brett Baer guy. He's a straight news guy, and he does a good political analysis. And I can throw that on my DVR. Ah, like, yeah, I'll record that. But when I want uh, real-time uh, commentary and real-time uh, back and forth, and she has great guests, uh, she's a good interviewer. She, and, and again, um, you know, you don't hear me do a lot of lawyer bashing on the Dan Connery show because it's, uh, you know, it's all fun and games till you need one. And having seen great attorneys in a courtroom and just, you know, my I got a couple of favorites here in Wisconsin, Tom Grieve being one of them. And uh, I, I just I like the good exchange. I like talented people. Um, and there was a couple of uh, subjects on Greta yesterday that I think if we're getting burnt down on the political conversation, and I heard a promo from Vicky McKenna's show yesterday that she's dead on, man. Uh, politics will eat your soul. <laughs> it really will, man. It'll just it'll just reach into you. But uh, that's my admission today. I know there aren't support groups yet for those of us who uh, migrate over to MSNBC. And I know there aren't groups where you stand up. Hi, my name's Dan. Uh, you know, I'm an MSNBC. I, I will never be an MSNBC addict. And... But I, I just, you know, for the back of your mind, throw it in there. Will you be making changes? I guess that's my first question of the day. Will you be making changes now that Bill O'Reilly's gone? Uh, they are shuffling the lineup. Is this not an opportune uh, time for CNN and MSNBC to maybe raise their game? And MSNBC, God bless them. They made a very smart call by uh, picking up Greta. And uh, we got to take a break. It's 47 past the hour. That's the one and only Sean Preble. And I saw a story yesterday. A 10-year-old got locked up. I'd like to talk about that when we uh, get back from uh, this break. Uh, Sean Preble, Dan Connery, News Talk 1310 WIBA. This is the Dan Connery Show. Join the conversation at 321-1310, toll-free at 1-877-235-1310, or hit him up on Facebook and Twitter. Welcome back, Madison. Happy Friday to you. Preble, isn't this one of the... I, this is what I needed Friday. I was, I was kind of like, I need Friday, I need Friday to get here. And uh, when you got a lot of stuff going on, you know, with... Uh, family and stuff like that and you got work and you're dropping your priorities and you're you're dropping the ball on certain things i don't like doing that i uh i just uh i don't know you just i need friday need to get out of here need not to uh look at the world or deal with the world or think about the world but yes there's the world right in front of our face every single day you know i i could almost um get involved as part of when i guess the state would be the prosecutor for this jacobowski guy because yeah. of what happened for that whole week were 11 days where the kid couldn't get out of the house. 
um, dad now, that's me, would be overcompensating. So I'm spending all this crazy time outside doing all sorts of outdoorsy stuff. And it's yeah. just exhausting. <laughs> it, uh, I mean, I do it if I was you. I mean, I, and I'm 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 plucked into the world of a house, a kid and a wife and and chores outside. Um, you know, I get it sometimes when a parent steps up, <clears throat> excuse me, a parent steps up and says, yeah, I need to walk. I, I have and I give this to uh, moms, especially uh, Preble, you can go out and, and sometimes you know, breaking wood and, and smashing things out in the in the uh, the backyard or your mm-hmm. back property, I should say. That's good enough for us. But women, you know, who are dealing with everything besides working now, besides handling a lot of the bills and the kid, because you you and Matson get along very well. I could see that. But every you know, when a kid falls down and they go boom or they get a cut, they still need mom. They say they still I where's mommy? I don't feel well. Dad, you're great, you're awesome, but you're just as immature as I am, so I can't hang out with you right now. I'm a wounded baby and I need to go to mommy. And uh, does does uh, I, I want to ask? Do you need to? Does she need to check out every night? Does she's oh. like, listen, dude, I'm out. Yeah, and, she uh, she works at her her place of employment. Not only is are they good people, they're all friends. So for my wife, a lot of times, like a Friday, she you know they stick around the office after hours and you know do their thing. And it's I I for her, it's great to kind of get away from the family stuff. And they don't talk yeah. work. They you know they do other things and. Um, that's important. You know, for me, all I crave right now is a dark, dank bar somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> Some dive bar somewhere where I don't have to be ex- Dude, exposed to fresh air and where, sunshine. Remember the days where your dad went out every Friday night? Listen, oh. dad's, you know, he's going away. That's it. Dad's going to be at the, uh, at the stick. That's where he's going to be. We all know it. And, and, uh, you know, I, as we got older, we'd go visit Dad at, at McGinnis's yes. on, on Flatbush Avenue. Hey, Dad, you know, I'm, I'm at the stick. You got to get out. I hate you, kids. <laughs> See you later. Nice knowing you. <laughs> hate you. Hate you. Have a great day. And uh, it just you, – you can't even uh, – uh, um, if you speak that way today, there are some psychologist and or social worker, you know, going to keep a close eye on you. And uh, it's just so interesting to me. So uh, last night I'm watching a story. I, I need to before we take uh, our top of the hour break today, I've got to send out a message to my uh, members of law enforcement here. And uh, Preble, I don't know if you saw this story um but it was on MSNBC, and Greta covered it. And this is why I'm, I'm going to be spending time with Greta Van Susteren at on MSNBC. Um, we're at a point now where uh, I, I see the robotic response. Uh, we have a warrant. I'm going to throw this out there to my law enforcement uh, deputies, police officers, and investigators out there especially. I want to ask you a question today. You're at the uh, you're at the command, and somebody says, "Yeah, you got to respond to so and so, so and so." You're gonna lock up a kid. You're gonna put a ten year old kid in handcuffs. Um, now I've been through that situation where uh, a mom and dad have uh, come in and they want uh, you know A, B, C, and D, D done, or teachers have called and uh, or uh, principals have called the cops to uh, uh, the uh, public school where you show up and and you, you, the first thing you start to do is assess. Well, all right, what's going on here? I watched two deputies in the state of Florida yesterday walk into a uh, sure now pay close attention to this was a special needs school. Mm-hmm. This was an intervention type school here. Um, 
and I and I know you. You could probably read this story in about thirty-two seconds over the top of the hour break. But uh, the two deputies respond. Mom and son are called to the school, saying they have to go through some testing. Now, about I would say approximately six months ago, the kid who is at the special needs school who has been diagnosed as an autistic child uh, scratched and kicked one of the teachers at the school. I'm not saying the kid didn't do anything wrong. He did. But he has been officially clinically diagnosed as autistic. And, uh, Sean, I don't know the name of the uh, sensitivity deal where uh, a lot of autistic kids don't like being touched. I I forget the name of that uh, malady. But it's it's a real one, and I've seen it. Uh, My brother's son is severely autistic. Uh, He's non-communicative, and uh, there are certain things that just set him off. Uh, there's always, regrettably, there's always a, a pill bottle in my brother's uh, pocket and/or uh, his ex-wife's pocket, and they're just they're ready to spring at any moment. So the two deputies are there. Mom walks in with the kid. They sit down, and the two te- deputies turn and say to mom, "Yeah, well, he's not here for testing. We're here to lock him up." They pick the kid up. They cuff him up. And the kid's obviously going to flip out to a degree. Now, is there a lot of fakery with maladies and a lot of fakery with language and uh, certain things not taking place? Yes, there is. But this was a special needs school. The clinical uh, diagnosis is there. And I'm so glad Greta was outraged at this. And I'm so glad um, one of her regular guests, the D.C. cop, um, who's former homicide investigator, now an attorney, he, he was just as outraged as well. I was very happy about that. And I, I, a PSA to all my detectives, investigators out there, and my uh, my police officers and my deputies: You're allowed to call the local prosecutor and, and nail this thing down before you cuff up a ten year old. Uh, if the sergeant's uh, brain is not active that day, if the lieutenant's brain is not active that day, you can nail this down. Anybody who suggests to you that you're going to cuff up a ten year old incorrigible with a crime that is six months in the past. And now there's a warrant. And by the way, the kid was kept overnight. A lot of parents are dealing with, uh, pardon me, uh, with autism right now and a lot of other maladies. And you know what? I, I don't say they're fake anymore. I'm saying we need to have a conversation. We'll take your calls and comments after the break. I'll reset this when we come back after the top of the hour news. That's the one and only Sean Preble taking your calls all day today. Finally showing up to do his job. And... Uh, This is the Dan Connery Show, News Talk 1310 WIBA. We'll be right back. Now more blue-collar common sense with Dan Connery on 1310 WIBA. That's what I woke up to today. So uh, to my kind friends on Facebook... So I, I get this message on Facebook, uh, Preble. <laughs> I wake up to this, and uh, and I'm like, oh, look, I got tagged. Oh, a little nature scene, beautiful mountains, you know. Hey, I'll open it up. It'll be nice. Make Give me a good day. And uh, can we play that again just uh, just to uh, deliver? <laughs> it's like, uh, it's, what the, is that a chipmunk? What is that? Uh, it's some kind of rodent, rodent. maybe a yeah. beaver or a wood. I'm going to go with a woodchuck. Let's go with the right. woodchuck. All right. So, uh, yeah, the two guy, a guy from Madison and Brooklyn can't figure out what beast is on the uh, – <laughs> or, or a walkie show guy. Uh, and, and and I wake up to this. I'm like, yeah, 
You know, there's a downside to being one of the most disturbed individuals on radio, and that, that is me. I, I get it, and I bring this stuff upon myself, but wow. Uh, so thanks to the listeners, and I, I got tagged several times in that this morning. And, uh, Sean, I know you hate doing this as well, but you get up and you start running headlines. You start looking at stuff. You check your Facebook. And- Still in bed. If people, if, <clears throat> if you ever get a like or a comment from me anywhere between the time of 3 and 310, I am still in my boxer shorts sitting in bed. What are you, single dating over the phone? What, what, why'd you have to point that out? Hello, everybody. I'm Sean Pale. I'm still <laughs> I'm still in my box. Hey, I'm going to send a like and a poke. Yeah. You know I'm wearing my boxes right now, don't you? There's, oh, a, there's a pretty good likelihood, too, my wife is yelling in the background, get out of here. Why do you still live? <laughs> why are you here? Go away now. And, um, yeah, I, I just, yeah, thanks. Thanks to my friends on Facebook. And, uh, you know, we got a couple of thousand of fr- friends and we appreciate you listening. But really, did you have to wake me up with that today? Wow. <laughs> Zoe. <laughs> and I was like, OK, I'm awake. But uh, I, I will tell you this. Yeah. Uh, old ladies with Alzheimer's, <laughs> they don't react as well to that. To the, I'm, I'll just leave it at that. Thank you so much. And if you'd like to give us a call this Friday morning, 321-1310, 321-1310, toll-free, 877-235-1310. I, I, I just want to uh, tap this issue a little bit uh, before we move on to uh, the more serious news of the day. But this was a serious story that I saw on Facebook, uh, pardon me, on MSNBC last night, Greta Van Susteren. And uh, you're going to get have to get used to hearing that. I'm sorry. Yeah, you know, we move on. Things happen. Um so I'm watching MSNBC, and I watched the story take place. And I, <clears throat> so many things ran through my mind as I'm watching the story. And Preble, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sure you've uh, checked into this just ever so slightly here. Um, you know, to see a 10-year-old get cuffed, I, number one, Ooh. I got a problem with that. I got a big problem with that. Uh, number two, if uh, you have a desk officer or a lieutenant or a supervisor that looks you in the face and said, go to this special needs school's uh, school and put your handcuffs on this 10 year old who has been diagnosed with uh, autism and put him in the back of your radio car or a uh, cruiser, as we say in the modern world today, um, and drive them to a, a facility for juveniles. And that child be will be kept overnight uh, uh, for the first time away from his parent, I might add. And uh, my first question of this segment today is, is Dan Connery becoming a wimp or is he applying common sense to a, uh, uh, to an issue that, you know, it needs consideration. There's a lot of parents and people. I'm not sure of the numbers today, uh, the percentage, and I don't know why this is, but I have family who deals with this every day, my brother and his, uh, and his wa- former wife. And uh, having uh, babysat my nephew, Jake, having sat with them, and I can tell you the, the weight, the responsibility, the emotion, that goes with uh, raising a, an autistic kid, especially a, a severe autistic, who is non-communicative, uh, can melt down. And in fact, you know, Sean, he's a weird one. Cats. If uh, a, a cat walks into uh, the uh, to the area where my uh, nephew Jake is sitting, it's mm-hmm. a meltdown. It's unbelievable. I've never seen anything like it. Cats are and, weird animals, though, Dan. <clears throat> You know, I hated cats until I met Socks the cat. <laughs> yeah, no. I really did. <laughs> I, I hated them. They're just they. I'm not friends with them. They weren't friends with me. But Socks, you know, he adopted me as his adult, as a human, 
And uh, but they're a strange breed, you know. They, it's their way or the highway. Number one, and number two, they run the show, and that's 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 what they they own you, and like you feed them, and uh, if you don't feed them, they'll just you know, start knocking stuff off your dresses. You know, oh yeah. Remember, did I ever tell you the time socks knocked a uh, a diet coke on me while I was asleep? I got everything all set up. Gonna watch my got my TV show. I'm all ready to watch. Very happy, fluffing up the pillow. Oh, nice. I'm gonna. It's the little things that make me happy now, people. <laughs> and uh, I got. And he's just sitting there on the, uh, you know, the kind of the nightstand, halfway to nightstand, halfway to bed. And I'm laying down I'm like, ah, there we go. I'm going to put my show on. It's going to be awesome. And and just socks looks at me. He looks at the diet goes, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to have this. And he just knocks the diet coke. <laughs> he just knocks it right on. What the hell, man? He just, he just, it's like the videos you see where the cat just reaches out with his little paw. Yeah, yeah, this doesn't belong here. Hey, you go, oh, look at your bed, man. It's all wet. Man, what are you, what are you, an animal? Get up and go wash yourself. Look, you got diet coke everywhere. And what you, are you doing? And you know that uh, was, it, this wasn't some, some Totally intentional. It was exactly. There, he'd been, uh, socks. They're a human words going through their skulls when they're doing yes. stuff like oh. this. Oh, look at this. I got a soda over here. I got my human Danny over here. I got to knock this thing over just for the last. <laughs> and I, I chased him throughout the time. I chased him like, you, and I'm a man. I'm cursing up a storm. Like, I got to kill this. <laughs> he comes back to us like, everything okay? We all right? <laughs> you bastard. Yeah, which is, by the way, which is cat for, hey, by the way, my dish is uh, getting low here. Uh, oh, we're still oh, cool, oh. right, bud? Yeah. Hey, dude, dude, I'm a little hungry over here. <laughs> you had your Diet Coke. Why can't I have mine? And, uh, yeah, it's Friday. Go ahead. You know, watching this, this some of this video and, and reading some of this story, I, I, I remember in elementary school there was a kid that – um, had a, I don't, I don't, it didn't autism. I don't think he had autism, but he had a, a kind of a rough upbringing and he was an adopted sure. kid who had some emotional issues. And I remember one day I was probably in fourth grade. And so he was a year. So he's probably in third grade. And I remember walking through the halls and there was all this hubbub. All the kids were out in the hallway. And well, th- this kid was right. in the classroom throwing around desks and having this, this giant meltdown. And, of yeah. course, when you're in fourth grade, you got to stop and watch and see what's going on. Of course. And I still to this day remember our principal, Mr. Johnson, walking fearlessly right into that room with a very calm voice saying, Benjamin, calm down, calm down, going up to him. And actually, it wasn't like a grab, but it was like a cradle yeah. saying, Ben, calm down. And I, I, to this day, cops were never called, um, nothing like that. And I just remember thinking, that is an Thank amazing – yeah, that that to me – and even at that age, you, you realize – that is an amazing act of of of, of self control because again the as guys our automatic response is I must control this situation I've got to I've got to stop this from happening and for most of us we go in there it's like sit down and you know yeah. whereas yep. Mr John just walked in there and said Benjamin Benjamin calm down and it was like oh my goodness you're walking into the and this and this dude was he was for again he was in third grade but he was taller than all of it. he was a big yep. big kid doing this and i that's to me that that's the skills that whether you work with kids in, in education or you're a police officer those are the kind of skills that are so vital to the job of of kind of assessing that situation and understanding unfortunately in the world we live in Oftentimes you are that, you know, you are that support. You're not that person that's there to, right. to fight them and bring them down. You're, you're really somebody that's there to calm them down and help them out. Here's why you just hit the nail on the head. You Uh-oh. just hit it out of the park <clears throat> because when uh, the police officer walks in or the deputy walks in that room, 
uh, there's an intimidation factor right out of the box. I don't care if it's the friendliest cop in the world. I don't I don't care if it's the school uh, safety officer, uh, the resource officer. I don't care. It, when when the uniform walks in the room, the temperature just went to another level, even if it's a friendly uh, uh, chit-chat. Mm-hmm. Because the authority figure and the guy or gal with the gun on this side, they change the atmosphere whether, whether you want to admit that or not. And... Um, uh, there was a great guy down in Janesville uh, who was a, a Janesville cop. He was a resource officer, and he was one of the most – he's a crazy hockey player, but yet he's one of the most – and he's retired now. But he's just a professional guy. He just He understood the impact of his presence at the school, and and, and I was old school. I, I wasn't raised with uh, – in fact, I was, I was one of the first generations to have a school resource officer, officer come in the school and be permanently uh, posted there. But the fact is – it's it's an intimidation factor whether you like it or not. I don't I care if it's the nicest uh, lady officer or deputy you find in the world. She is an authority figure, and, and if she walks in, and uh, the, the temperature changes. And I've been called to schools time and time again where certainly a lot of the psychological application wasn't instructed to us or uh, that training wasn't offered to anybody in law enforcement at the time. But we instinctively knew if you walk into a school situation, especially a junior high and below, uh, you you have a stress factor there that is really off the charts, and I'm I'm curious as to why we're changing it, it, with all the training we're getting today, with all the uh, information that we have, with all the knowledge that we have about uh, autism and, and other maladies. I just cannot believe I saw a ten year old kid get cuffed. I, I I'm still floored by this, and we got to take a break. It's uh, time's flying by today. Thank God it's a Friday, and we're actually having a different conversation. Uh, Sixteen past the hour. That's Sean Preble. This is the Dan Connery Show. News Talk thirteen ten WIBA. We shall return. is the Dan Conry Show. Join the conversation at 321-1310, toll free at 1-877-235-1310, or hit him up on Facebook and Twitter. All right, now, I know I, I might have come from policing in a different generation, but even way back then in, in the uh, mid-1980s and the early 90s, uh, we did not cuff children. It just was, it was a, that was a no policy. No, you will not cuff children. If if you're walking into a, a scene where, uh, you know, you have a 10-year-old maybe stabbing somebody or assaulting somebody and, and bashing them overhead with bricks, of course, then you apprehend the kid and, and cuff them up. But in this setting that was uh, displayed uh, last night, and uh, Sean, I don't know if we can put that up on uh, WIBA.com, just the oh, film yeah. itself to have people look at that. I, I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Um, we... It, it, let me, uh, I'll give you a quick antidote, then we'll pick up Bob here. If you want to give us a call, by the way, it's 321-1310, toll-free, 877-235-1310. Are we moving into a just-cuff-them-up-first uh, society here? And cuff them up, lock them up, uh, you know, that's it. Uh, you don't have to think that way. You can be an independent-thinking uh, peace officer and sworn law or, or, uh, enforcement officer and say to yourself, all right, I got a 10-year-old kid here. Uh, conduct your, uh, your field investigation. You have, believe it or not, you're allowed to do that. And I, I saw these two deputies, these two, uh, you know, and I'm speaking as a brother here. I saw these two robots. We, not, we cannot think. We must cuff the kid up. I'm like, you're at, you're at a special needs school. 
and you have a 10-year-old. He's sitting in a chair. Do not cuff him up. And if your boss is a moron, if your boss wound up there because of uh, some socially uh, acceptable reasons, or, uh, yeah, that person had, if he, let's put it, if they're a moron, and there are several of which uh, in the ranks, we're criticized all the time. But the fact is, you're allowed to, you're, my police officers and deputies out there, you're allowed to pick up a phone and call the local prosecutor and explain. And maybe the warrant uh, didn't get all the facts. Maybe somebody just decided to go uh, all uh, the Akshtun and, uh, and, and get busy on their own. And there was, there's something that's left out in this story, and I'm, and I'm seeing it very clearly. You go six months, then the kid gets, uh, he's getting cuffed up at the school, at the special needs school. Anybody see a personal beef there? I do. I absolutely do. Use your brains, man. Call the prosecutor. Listen, I got an autistic kid, and and I guarantee you, 99.9% of the prosecutors or an ADA will tell you, yeah, don't execute that arrest warrant just yet. Let's stand by on that. Let's get the facts here. They have the authority to do it, and you have the authority to pick up a phone and ask some questions. Uh, if, if not, call social services. They'll know. And if you're worried about uh, taking an autistic kid into custody, and uh, and again, you're at a special needs school, figure it out. Uh, go Peel back the onion a little bit here. Mother of God. By the just, way, and, uh, you on. don't have to peel that onion back very far to put two and two together. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I know. I'm just, uh, I'm offering a way out here for, for uh, <laughs> but uh, Sean, are you not concerned when you see two thinking, sworn, trained police officers, deputies walking in and say, there's a warrant, we have no choice? Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. And why did a, why did a 10-year-old get, a, get a, a felony warrant put on them when you're at a special needs school and he's diagnosed as an autistic? Call the court. You're allowed to do that. But my first call would be to a DA. Listen, I... Listen, this is what I got. I'm standing here, and I got a warrant to cuff up a 10-year-old. That DA will tell you, stand by. Let me call my supervisor. Stay on the line. They'll call back and say, that, that warrant is now, uh, there's a hold on that. Don't do it. Don't execute it. Is is some of this out of frustration? Uh, maybe officers being overworked, overextended. Um, you brought up earlier, and we talked a little earlier just about some of the responsibilities that a police officer carries. I think a lot of us view right. a police officer, oh, there's somebody to enforce the law. And for a lot of communities in a lot of areas, it's way more the police are kind of the go to the contact. And they're they're the ones that that people they're burdened with a lot. And you wonder sometimes if for officers and you see this and sometimes I think in, in deteriorating neighborhoods is officers just get fed up. They just don't have the time to deal with these things properly. So their immediate response is what's the quickest? What's the simplest way to handle this? I got these handcuffs on my belt. Let's cuff this kid and, and we'll handle it that way rather than. All right, let's figure out this situation and find a way to to resolve it because that takes more work and more time i i would be lying if i didn't say that wasn't a factor uh with all the things that are put on top of deputies and police officers heads today uh i a very very wise sergeant said to me years and years ago dan you just look at the utility belt you look at the duty belt and you say the more crap that gets thrown on that belt, the more insanity that we're going to have to interpret, uh, to understand, to comprehend and try to explain to the public. And he was right. Now you got uh, you got major city cops in Chicago, uh, New York, L.A., uh, Milwaukee, you know, who got radar detectors and and 
nuclear fallout detectors. I mean, so they, it's getting ridiculous, number one. Yeah, the, the expectations on the uh, deputy and the police are just simply ridiculous. We're managing things that should be done in a civil courtroom. And, and I'm saying this time and time again, that's a civil tort. And uh, uh, let's go back to the airport. I got Bob on hold, and I, everybody wants to weigh in. You're going to get in on this. Let's go back to the airport with United uh, a couple of weeks ago. And I said, instinctively, I said the, the very day after the incident, I said, well, I'll tell you how Danny and Mongo would have handled that situation. I would have walked up to the ticket agents. I would have said, what do you got? All right, where's the passenger? Let's go talk to the passenger. I would have assessed the entire situation as I walked down the aisle getting towards that passenger. I see nobody injured. I see nobody running away from that that that, uh, that passenger. I see no injuries on any of the passengers around. And the ticket personnel and the United personnel have not articulated to me that this person has physically attacked anybody. I would have gotten to that seat. I would have said to the passenger, how are you doing today, sir? What's going on? I would have started my uh, field interview. My field interview is, is to assess his sobriety, uh, his demeanor, his, his uh, core temperature, and his, uh, his, and his violence meter. And I would have done several things. And I, wanted, I would have done it in a very, very cold, calm way. Then I would have looked at the, um, I would have looked at the ticket, and I said, "All right, that what's his ticket? What's his seat number? Yeah, that's where he's sitting." All right, I would have put the ticket back in the passenger's hand. I would have said to every one of the uh, the personnel, "He has a ticket, and you have not articulated to me why we should throw him off this plane." And by the way, I'm not your bodyguard. I'm not your bouncer. Do not call the police ever again for this type of situation. If the passenger doesn't get up, you don't touch him because he's going to own you. Danny and Mongo, years ago, this is just simple, two simple street cops. And I said, don't touch him, and he won't touch you. Uh, this is a civil tort. If the passenger did not agree with you, uh, you sue him when you get to the next location. Get his information, get his ticket information, get his credit card information, and then you call the United Lawyers and say, this passenger didn't comply, we're going to sue him. Because guess what? Dan was instinctively right. And I had people sending me emails. What happened was he got up and he ran back and he just, uh, then he said, no, he was dragged off the plane. Then he ran back on the plane. But everybody gets the, their plane email and they figured they got this thing uh, worked out and figured out. Let me take two calls before the bottom of the outbreak. I've got people holding on here for a while. But I, once again, Dan Connery was right. Behold, all that is Dan Connery. Mongo and Danny would have said, don't touch him. You don't. No, nobody touch each other. He stays here. I got no good reason to throw him off the plane. And legally, by the way, FAA attorneys came out and backed up exactly what I said. Uh, he did not meet the criteria because they, because you had a crew that needed a jump seat. Guess what? You don't throw off passengers for that. There was no legal standing to throw that uh, passenger off. And I thought there was a lot more broad authority, by the way. But he was not posing a threat you just don't walk onto a plane and say bye bye they got away with that for a lot of years and by the way i had a united employee email me and said yep and, and he called it before it was really laid out that it was a crew that was that was needing jump seats then you charter a small plane at every airport or, or at least regionally you could have it in uh obviously milwaukee chicago yeah all right let's go to the phones let's go to uh, bob online one has been very patient hey bob thanks for your time today go right ahead with your call A-T-G-I-F, Dan. Yeah, I, I need it, pal. I need it. Um, I also have a, a niece that's uh, um, autistic, and I, I have seen uh, what one little thing can, can do to set a child off. Yep. And uh, a 10-year-old is a child. Now, I realize the police don't carry a social worker on their back. 
Um, I like the way you you laid out what happened there. Uh, to me, um, look, I've got 14 years that I knew. I grew up in a different time. What and I knew I've known police my whole life. Um, what happened to discretion? Is this a training issue? Yep. It, no, it's not training. It's lack of discretion. It's CYA. Every move a cop and deputy has to make today is CYA. I'm going to get suspended or, or I'm going to, uh, you know, I, I might be set up for a, a lawsuit and I, it's going to be on me. And, you know, I, I got to do with whatever the agency tells me to do. That's what I got to do. And this piece of paper covers me. I got the warrant. So I'm cuffing up a 10 year old autistic kid. Insanity. It's just it's insanity. Insanity. I, 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 I agree. Thanks, Dan. Bob, appreciate your time today, pal. You have a good day. And again, uh, am I taking my personal experience uh, with my nephew? Sure. Yeah, I'm factoring that in. But uh, I'm screaming to my deputies and cops out there, you have discretion. Make a phone call. And uh, thank God we don't have this taking place in Wisconsin. I mean, we all make mistakes, but uh, the training is uh, rather superior here, to say the least. Let's go to uh, line two and... uh, I guess it's the old sergeant who's on line, too. Uh, how you doing, Sarge? How you doing? Hey, Dan. How you doing? Yeah, well, all I wanted to say was, yeah, I was a, I was a cop back in the 70s. I was a Marine sergeant, too. And I brought the experience of Marine sergeant to my supervisors a couple of times uh, when they say, you know, we want you to do this, we want you to do that. And I'd say, well, you know, in the Marine Corps, we said this thing called disobeying a lawful order, unlawful order. And if you want yeah. me to do this, I'm not going to do this. And if you want to bring me up on charges, I'd love to go before some court or some type of uh, hearing and, and explain the whole situation and what you want me to do. But this is wrong. You can't do this. And what they need are more cops to be able to do this. Use common sense. And now I'm at, that I'm in the hiring process as a uh, police and fire commissioner, I can't tell you where, but I wish that they had a test for common sense for new officers that we bring on. Because this is what it is. It's 90% common sense. Common sense to make decisions, common sense to keep you alive. You know all this. You work with us old timers. You know. Uh, yeah. Right? All right. Yeah. I appreciate the call, brother. Have a good weekend. Appreciate your time. Happy Friday to you. Uh, we're coming up on a break, but I want to continue this conversation. There's a lot of agencies who are intentionally not training their officers to understand their legal boundaries as well, though. And they're intentionally doing that because they're looking for the robots. And and this robot, uh, sorry, was born in a house where, yeah, hey, moron, what do you think? And, and you know what? That kind of woke my brain up uh, by the time I was uh, 15, 16 years of age. All right, I'm doing something wrong. At least they know I'm doing something wrong. Uh, 321-1310, 321-1310, toll free, 877-235-1310. That's the one and only Sean Preble taking your calls today. I'm Dan Connery. This is News Talk 1310 WIBA. We shall return. Common Sense with Dan Conry on 1310 WIBA. Common Sense, it's all I ask for. It's all I'm looking for. Maybe take a minute, you know, do a little snooping. It, it was just, I, I mean, the, the video was so wrong. Just, it was so wrong at so many different levels. Um, now, I've, I had a couple of people here. I had uh, Jim from uh, Florida Post today. Listen, uh, Florida cops down here will uh, lock up their mother and... Um, and um, well, obviously, Forrest Gump strikes again. I was uh, formerly uh, Florida law enforcement certified. Um, it was a reciprocity uh, certification that I got, so I didn't go through a full academy down in Florida. But the fact is, the reputation is kind of tough sometimes, and especially agency to agency down there. It's, it's, <clears throat> I come from a place, the only, the only other place that I've seen this type of courtesy was in Chicago, where 
Yeah, you got to give me at least a misdemeanor before I, I really harass a uh, another cop. <laughs> it's uh, uh, yeah, there's a professional courtesy in the ranks, and uh, Chicago gets it, New York gets it, uh, even L.A. I was treated very, very nicely out there, and uh, it, it is what it is. But the fact is, uh, common sense should not be surrendered. Uh, even when I was law enforcement certified down in the state of Florida, I knew well. Yeah, I got a local uh, prosecutor I can call up and and uh, kind of dig into this a little bit. Uh, and it just and if you undertrain and if you underinform, what do you have? You have an army of uh, of robots who will I will arrest a ten year old. That's not good. That's a bad thing. And uh, I'm looking at I'm on Facebook and I have people posting in the, my old uh, Manhattan South. Narcotics Division and uh, Brooklyn South Narcotics Division, and I didn't realize what a perp I was. <laughs> <laughs> I, man, I, I'm a weird-looking guy, and uh, but I'm pretty. Always had a pretty face, by God. Um, and uh, go ahead. You mentioned Florida, and and uh, you go to Farca.com once in a while, right? You've been to that All website. The, it, it's the gift that keeps on oh, giving. It does it ever? And they've and actually the Florida. The state of Florida is the gift that, that keeps on giving. Yeah, it's the only state that has its own tag. Florida is, and I, 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 there's a lot of great Floridians. Don't get me wrong, but it is a different place. You know, like when I'm out out in New York, for example, I, I feel I mean, you'll never hear me bash New Yorkers or the city because I, I can relate to the people. I understand the structure there. I get how things yeah. work. In Florida, that's a world that it's a beautiful place, but it's a, it's a really it's like a different it's just a, it seems to be a different country onto itself. The way the neighborhoods are laid out, gated communities, a lot of fencing, yeah. uh, people act different. I remember there was a congressman from Florida who a few years ago, I don't know what the story was about, but it was something on 60 Minutes. And the congressman from Florida said everybody down here is either running from or running to something. And that creates kind of a different mm. atmosphere down there. He hit the nail on the head, my friend. Now, I, I told you about, you, you heard me tell you about this time and time again. I took one of the greatest profiling courses uh, anybody could take. Uh, yeah, profiling is a good thing, actually, for those of you who get to start to shake when you hear the word. <laughs> word. It's called criminal investigative analysis. And I took a course with uh, a guy named Bill Haggerty, one of the greatest prof profilers uh, with the FBI. He's, he's not a published uh, profiler like many of them are. But to me, the FBI course is one of the best given. I took a micro course um, that's all, that was offered to uh, law enforcement, and um, it was at the University of North Florida. Bill Haggerty, uh, just, uh, he's the guy who told me that story about Charles Manson when he uh, kind of took over the interview. And uh, it, 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 as far as he was concerned, and a few other uh, bureau uh, guys and gals that I spoke to, Florida is the most transient place in the nation and Sean, when you say the gated communities and you point out the uh, uh, yeah, to me, I uh, and I learned this very, very quickly. To me, there was a, still a north and south element there. Uh, a lot of northerners head down there. The West Coast, it's all Midwesterners of uh, the West Coast of Florida, where you have Tampa down. Um, you have a lot of uh, Wisconsin people, Chicago people and uh especially in Naples, they and they take great care of that side of the uh, that side of Florida, and you have the East Coasters who rule the East side of uh, Florida. You know the Bostonians, <laughs> the Philadelphians, and the New Yorkers. You know, you know I can't get a bagel down. Why can't I get a bagel? And uh, and it, but the, it's very transient. And I spoke to two FBI agents that they they're of the opinion they can't prove it. There's more serial killers in Florida than any state in the union, as far as they're concerned. They, they are just convinced of that. And it's a weird place. It's a weird, dynamic place. 
and you have a lot of um and I found law enforcement and, and uh if you take the bar exam down in Florida by the way not an easy uh, bar exam it's one of the toughest in the country um and I can tell you this, it's just a strange dichotomy is the, is the word I'm struggling, I guess, for. But uh, it's uh, common sense. You know, we watch that. This should be a training video for every agency in the country. Pick up a phone and call the prosecutor. Something's not right here. And we have Ann who's listening here uh, on the uh on iHeartRadio in the Twin Cities, and she's making the point here, you know, Dan, the uh, the um, the school did not tell the DA that he was autistic. By definition, if, if you're a, if you have a beat, if you're a police officer or a deputy and you have a beat, and again, it, it, the beat uh, for most agencies in the country, you'll have a cruiser and you'll have a geographical area that you beat if you're using the community police officer model. Uh, you know what the schools are about. You know what they're for. And when you walk in and mom says he's autistic, yep, I'm, sto- I'm stopping the presses right there. Everything stops until I conduct my in- initial investigation. I understand we have a warrant. But I'm not cuffing a 10-year-old who's sitting there on a couch, number one. Number two, I sure as hell I'm not cuffing a 10-year-old um, that has autism. Not doing it. Not going to do it. Um, you need to call people. You need to make phone calls. Find out what's going on. Field investigation. And if your agency doesn't tell you that, if your agency is a, and they don't say conduct a field investigation, you're getting ripped off. Uh, and and you're, if for some reason there's an agenda, if they're, not, they're not using that word. Well, we had a point um, on the New York City Police Department where we literally had to call a sergeant to the scene for every job because that was the uh, uh, the administration's answer to corruption. And it, it, it got to a point where I'd get to an active burglary. Uh, we have an open door of uh, Central. Can you have a sergeant respond? It was ridiculous. It was stupid. And eventually common sense came back in by, via a guy named Bill Bratton. Who said, yeah, yeah, let's let's uh, tear up the stupidity here and go with back to common sense police work. Um three two one thirteen ten toll free eight seven seven two three five thirteen ten. Let's go to uh Kilton online. One has been very, very patient. Hey Kilton, you're on the Dan Connery show. Happy Friday to you. Go right ahead with your call. Well, Dan, I, you were kind of talking about uh, being in law enforcement in Florida. My question is, do they actually train the officers how to deal with alligator calls and things? Uh, yes, they. Okay. Yes, I, they actually do have to deal with gator calls, Kilton. I've actually uh, seen that happen. Hmm. Well, I was I, I was just wondering because I saw a couple of years ago where a Dade County deputy had to try to capture uh, capture one with a rope. Uh, was this the guy on top of the police cruiser by any chance? Who wound, that's where he no. wound up on top of. The, all right. No, no, this was the guy that was on top of a wall, and the gator was down on the sidewalk. <laughs> gotcha. All right, Kilton, I appreciate the call today, pal. You have a nice weekend. And uh, it's, yeah, common sense is, uh, is, is really challenged every day now. And, uh, but we, we need to talk to each other. We need to uh, wake each other up. Uh, a little counsel. Uh, DAs don't mind when you call them up with a good question, and that would, would have been one hell of a good question. Uh, and, and they're certainly, uh, I always liked when a judge and a DA signed off on my work. Always, I was always very comfortable as an investigator with that taking place. Call me crazy, but uh, again, the death of common sense here in the United States. We've got to uh, we've got to combat that uh, because the bottom line is, I go back to the uh, United uh, uh, flight situation, 
Everybody was popping off, sending emails. Um, oh, he, well, he ran off, then he came back, and he was doing, oh, look at the behavior. I watched the video of all the behavior prior to the uh, dragging out of the chair. Nothing justified that. Zero justified that. I got. Uh, I have uh, pretend broadcasters on Facebook. Here's why this is a should have never. Have, you know what? Shut up. Everybody just shut up. There's the law. There is uh, social norms. There are policies, and they all got to get together to some degree. They all got to come together in a way that's called common sense. And I would have never have touched that passenger as a sworn law enforcement officer. And what I'm being told now is the federal security uh, personnel, they are not. And, and again, I got to nail this down. Uh, they are not, in fact, sworn law enforcement officer. There were security personnel um, who were just literally do, doing doing what they were told by the uh, the parent and paying company, which is uh, that it, you can have an army of uh, folks who are not trained in stuff like that. And it, it can be precarious, say the least. Um, but again, I was right once again on, on both scenarios. And this autistic um, uh, kid, his family is going to make a lot of money from the county. Stand by. I'll let you know how much they make because they're going to make a lot of money. Uh, when we get back, we're going to talk a little bit about MSNBC and the evaluation on Donald Trump making a uh, a prognostication that it was terrorism that took out that uh, Paris police officer yesterday. Uh, reactions ridiculous. And we'll get to that uh, Finish off the hour when we get back. Dan Connery Show, News Talk 1310 WIBA. Now more blue-collar common sense with Dan Connery on 1310 WIBA. Welcome back, everybody. Yeah. I don't know whether or not to take this call, Preble. <laughs> just, and, you know, maybe he's, uh, my, our buddy Kelton is right. We should just start putting people uh, through uh, specific training for specific incidents on the uh, on the roads today. And uh, but, yeah, but uh, all right, I'm going to do this to myself. And uh, <laughs> let's go to my good friend, Angie, on line one, who's been kind enough to call in listening to iHeartRadio from the Twin Cities of the great state of Minnesota. Uh, Angie, you bring this upon yourself. Uh, I'm going to get out of your way right now and, and, and just take a, you know, Kilton gave it a world. He gave it a shot. And, uh, I guess you're going to take a shot too. So let me just, uh, uh, I'll just get out of your way. Well, Dan, in fairness, um, uh, I'll answer your, your, your favorite question first. That is yes. Um, uh, you took I your took meds today. Uh, Angie took, took his meds my... today. Very good. Very good. Thank you. <laughs> That's a good thing. Uh, Dan, you know, I try to sit back and listen to your show and the great discussion and the great callers and everything. And then you get a guy calling in about chasing alligators. And that's when I lose it. That's when I get <laughs> you know, the best part is, and now, Kilton, I, God bless Kilton, he's been trying to be funny for the last 17 years that I've been on radio. And uh, <laughs> because I believe he's a Twin Cities guy as well, and uh, and I, I always let everybody take a whirl. I like, you know, people try to, oh, this is funny, I'm going to call Dan's show. I'm going to sit here and say, oh, it wasn't that funny. I tried. <laughs> and, 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 you know how many, how many things I at least see in my daily life that, Scream, Dan Connery, and, and yes. this is the latest. This call, and I'll and I'll get out of your way here. Uh, Angie, Andy, no, wait a minute, wait a minute. We got to tell, yeah, we got to yeah. tell the listeners, we got to tell the <laughs> listeners. Angie is a postal worker, and when oh, when a postal you. worker sees something that screams Dan Connery, not a good day for Dan Connery, I'm sure. But uh, <laughs> but right, uh, yeah, all right, all 
Right. Angie? But now, uh, hey, hey, you know, and you butcher the language, too. If I, if I can have another quick aside. And I think my favorite Dan Connery butchering <laughs> the language word today is deputy. That's how we, deputy. that's how normal people say it. But with you, it's dep uh, D. I say deputy. 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 Yeah, deputy. So, hey, English, hey, deputy, come here. I got to talk to you for a minute. Yeah, yeah, so this guy, this guy calls in about the alligator. So deputy, you got, you're not going to believe this one. So I'm beating this guy with a club, and he's crying like a girl. So he calls a deputy, and I'm like, oh, come on, are you kidding me? And, uh, yeah, I got to go. Angie, I got to go. Okay. We're, we're losing hey, control of this show. But, Dan, Dan. Yeah. No, you're, yeah. No, you'd be perfect to, to be chasing after alligators because you both of you have about the same size as uh, length of uh, leg there. Yeah, yeah. Hey, okay. okay. It's like it's like you're uh, you're able to uh, when you purchase well, something, you you're the guy at the table with the alligator arms. Oh, I, I got this. I'll pay for this. Angie, <laughs> <laughs> uh, have a good weekend. Appreciate the call, pal. Uh, three two one thirteen ten. Three two one thirteen ten. By the way, Kilton is from Oklahoma, but he's listening for a very very long time. He's been very uh, very good to me, and I thank him, Kilton, very much for your run. Uh, your support. And uh, Preble just uh, wrote me something here that I have to bring him in on this. You rolled around with a minx? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, you, you couldn't get into the uh, the bear wrestling, uh, uh, you know, uh, tent. No. So you decided to wrestle a minx. Yeah, sure. Oh, yeah. All right. Good. Wow, if you know what I'm saying. Oh, oh. I was into minx. Ba- oh, you meant that minx, baby. Well, I thought yes. you meant the little rodent where you got the fur from, baby. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you little minx. Yeah, baby. Yeah. All right. I get By it the now. way, I'll do wait. you know why uh, we're talking animals? Why every other country calls uh, calls bears Ursa something or other, and we call them bears? Um. Well, being the show uh, came to a screeching end uh, five minutes ago, sure, let's find <laughs> let's out let's why. Let's keep yeah. going, why not? No what the hell, to hit Ursa? The gas now. Yeah. So it used to be, and we can blame the Germans for this, back in the olden days, if you they were, they were very superstitious that if you said the name of an animal, it may appear. So apparently they started calling them brown in German, which led to bear. And so as Americans, we don't call them Ursa anything. We call them bear, which is the German equivalent eventually, ultimately, of it derives from the color brown because brown. they were afraid to say bear or Ursa. Well, so how... what you're telling me, uh, Preval, is you have as much spare and free time as I do sitting at home <laughs> yes. after you take your meds, and you're like, oh, well, here's my book of stupid facts I'm going to learn now. And uh, you would fit perfectly in the Connery family. You know that? It just, <laughs> I think so. Uh, we are just as disturbed as, as the uh, the Preebles. I'm, I'm, I'm glad to hear this. And uh, I don't know where the hell we go after this. Thank <laughs> the Lord it's the end of this hour. And uh, if you're like, don't call us. It's insane. Why would you call us today? Don't even bother. It's Friday. We're going to have a nice time. And, oh, by the way, uh, Preble, mm-hmm. the show Bosch is back on. Oh. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't know if you've ever watched any. See, I've, I've been telling you, watch Bosch on Amazon uh, uh, Prime if you have it. And um, I believe you have Amazon, don't you? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. But Watch Bosch. Dude, I'm telling you, go to season one. There's three seasons. And season three of Bosch came back at about 2 a.m. last night on Amazon.com. And I haven't watched anything yet. But I've been really jonesing for some good TV. The Americans are uh, good this year, too. I'm enjoying that. Uh, coming up on uh, 57 past the hour. And uh, if you'd like to give us a call today, it's 321 1310 Toll-free, 877-235-1310. Uh, we'll talk about President Trump when we get back. 
uh, try to reignite the fire, if you will, on this Friday edition of the Dan Connery Show. Um, Sean Preble, uh, I believe uh, top of the hour news is next, unless somebody wants to call in and and uh, tell us a joke today, which uh, usually goes very, very well. And thank you, Kilton and Angie, for uh, for the uh, this wonderful close to an hour. Uh, Dan Connery Show, News Talk 1310 WYBA. We shall return, I think. This is the Dan Connery Show. Blue collar common sense. Common sense solutions. That's where we have to go if we're going to save our state and save our country. Join the conversation at 321-1310. Toll free at 1-877-235-1310. We as Americans have the capacity now as we've had in the past to do whatever needs to be done to preserve this last and greatest bastion of freedom. Or hit him up on Facebook and Twitter. Common sense has become... An uncommon commodity. Now, Dan Connery on 1310 WIBA. You know, I'm not going to lie to you. I, I, I don't know where to go. I, I'm just still paralyzed. It's like it's a full moon, and, it, you know, we're, you know, we're not even anywhere near noon yet. <laughs> it's, uh, and, 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 Sean, I, I'm going to have to ask you a question. Everybody has their days in radio. Yes. And we like Friday to be a little bit off, uh, off the, uh, the mainstream mm-hmm. here. Because I know, and uh, this is why Vicky McKenna's promo, uh, politics steals your soul. It does. And every now and then, Sean, you and I, uh, even when we, years ago, when we were both uh, separate and far apart, you, you always knew when to like disconnect on radio. You always like, i got to turn the switch off. It's got to end. Listeners are tired of it. I know they're tired of it because I'm tired of it. I don't want to talk about it anymore. And But then you open up the floodgates. You suggest... Well, you know, I, did, I had this funny thing take place the other day, and it, is it an exaggeration? We have literally just got hit with a flood of phone calls and postings um, on, on our personal pages that are just, uh, it's like, you know, somebody just gave out a bunch of pills and said, dude, you got to eat these. And uh, and that's what literally has taken place on our show today. The, and, uh, the phone calls we got during the news had a couple of them with some <laughs> jokes, none of which are even the most remotely appropriate for air. Yeah. I mean, you're going, oh my God, funny stuff, but it's like, yeah, 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 we can't air that. Yeah, we had one. Uh, we had buddy Mike talking about crying. That's about it. All we could tell about that joke. Yeah, that's it. Joke over. Can't even get into that. You're like that. That's done. And uh, welcome back, everybody. We'll give the, this last hour a shot. We'll see what happens. Three two one thirteen ten. Three two one thirteen ten. Toll free eight seven seven two three five thirteen ten. And. Uh, my favorite thing over the break was a post I got here on my personal. Uh, text area here on Facebook, and it was from Patty, and I'm not going to lie to you. I think it's one of the most awesome uh, um, uh, things I've ever seen on video, and it's a cat who has two lightsabers fighting a dog. (laughs) And um, you know what? I'm going to put it on my page. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm going to and thank you, Patty, for that posting. Um, I uh, I, I saw something very curious yesterday. We'll we'll give this a shot. If we want to talk about uh, cupcakes or something like that, just let us know. I'm watching MSNBC yesterday, and I'm watching the breaking coverage of the shooting on the Champs-Élysées uh, in uh, in Paris, where a, a Paris police officer was slaughtered uh, by an individual who had an AK-47, and another officer was injured. Another officer shot and killed the individual who had the AK-47. The coverage is breaking, obviously, and... 
uh, all, none of the facts are nailed down. Let me try to be as fair as possible here. None of the facts are nailed down. There's a lot of information and there are a lot of sources for news uh, agencies and networks across the country. Uh, a lot of news people have sources inside the government. I'll, uh, I'll admit that. I'm not crazy about it, but they do. And more times than not, they get pretty solid information and they tend to go with that information as soon as possible. You don't want to be behind the curve. You don't want to uh, drop the ball and you don't want to be uh, uh, outdone. And this is why I, I compliment uh, the WIBA news team for uh, Mr. Jakubowski, uh, the WIBA. And uh, we were the first to uh, break out with this. And uh, it, it, it was a great story. And, uh, and I compliment the entire news team. But uh, you also have this dynamic. And uh, let me start by asking a question here. And again, it's 321 1310. 321 1310. Toll free 877-235-1310. If you're about to uh, enter a room and you happen to be the president of the United States, um, and this is where I, I believe. Uh, a lot of news agencies and in particular, a few individuals within the news, no deputies uh, involved with that, but, uh, but let's take Brian Williams and Chuck Todd, shall we? We get Brian Williams and Chuck Todd, and it wasn't even worth chasing down the audio because everybody knows uh, where they stand. Everybody knows how they vote. And that's a bad thing. But when the the leader of the free world comes out and he comes up to the podium, and this is shortly after the shooting in Paris, the leader of the free world comes out and comes to the podium and he discusses the terrorist attack that took place in Paris. Now, again, I'm calling him the leader of the free world for a reason. Because, uh, Sean Preble, you'll be the first guy I ask with this question today. Do you think Mr. Trump, do you think President Trump uh, has the avail of information that you and I probably can't get and uh, Brian Williams and Chuck Todd probably can't get as quickly as he does? And there is literally a cancer uh, on our news agencies today because the first thing Brian Williams and Chuck Todd felt they had to discuss was that the president, the leader of the free world, you know, the psycho that they've been referring to with his hand on the button. The leader of the free world in King Mountain said, yep, uh, obviously it's another terrorist attack, uh, Islamic terrorism, uh, used all the words that it could use as a descriptive, and we got to keep fighting it, we got to stay strong, and that's what we're going to do. The evaluation that uh, Brian Williams and Chuck Todd engaged in were more or less well, the uh, president is clearly getting ahead of himself on this. We don't know. The president is, uh, uh, again, I, I was under fire on a helicopter at the time, so I don't really know what's going on. Uh, Todd, uh, Chuck Todd, you, what's going on here? Uh, I'm, I'm taking incoming right now, so I can't report the, uh, what do you hear? Uh, yes, Brian, I, I think the president was watching TV just like the f previous president. The, uh, the president only has newspapers to look at, just like the previous president. You know, we accept that response, don't we? Uh, we accept that from uh, Barack Hussein Obama. Uh, I, I read it just like you, 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 you did in the newspaper. Shema the Mandingo. 
And it's a small example, but it's one of the most glaring examples. Here's two guys, professional news, uh, uh, quote-unquote journalists, who come out and their and their highest priority, the most important thing for them to discuss, where you have a police officer in France in Paris shot and killed, massacred. Uh, you have another police officer shot and a third police officer who is a hero, to, uh, smokes this guy. And uh, no deputies involved, uh, last I checked. And uh, and this is this is the important level of analysis and criticism and uh, journalistic investigation that these two are engaged in is judging whether or not President Trump got ahead of the story. Uh, we don't know. It's not confirmed at this time. Let me uh, give Brian and uh, and Chuck a little advice here. He's the president now, and I know you can't wrap your arms around that. I know you intellectually can't grasp this. I know you go to bed crying every night over this. You soil your beds every night. You you wake up in your own waste and you get you get up, you just you try to get another day as a reporter and a journalist and you sit out and but it just it's killing you. You want to blow your own brains out on occasions. I could see this. But the fact is Donald Trump is now the leader of the free world. Is it plausible that he potentially got information that you didn't have? You mere peon journalist today who are uh, Brian Williams. I know you're under fire, brother. I know you're taking incoming. It's unbelievable how much uh, how brave you are. Unbelievable. And uh, Chuck Todd, uh, well, you you blasted the bed once again. It's it's incredible how unhinged uh, the American media is today towards uh, Donald Trump. They can't accept the fact the guy's a president. They they just can't handle it. Uh, we got to take a break. Three two one thirteen ten toll free eight seven seven two three five thirteen ten. Is that not media bias? Yes, it is. Because they would have never passed the same judgment on Barack Obama. Would have never said a word if Barack came out and said it's a terrorist attack. Shamalama ding dong. They would have never have had the conversation on the air. You know it, and I know it. Dan Connery Show News Talk thirteen ten WIBA. We shall return. This is the Dan Connery Show. Join the conversation at 321-1310, toll free at 1-877-235-1310, or hit him up on Facebook and Twitter. I just can't help myself, pre when you play this music. I just want to punch somebody in the face. <laughs> why do I, 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 why do those stereotypes exist? There's something wrong. <laughs> well, this well, what are you doing? This music Good. does may you know, it, it, and maybe that's it. Is the music that is created uh, tends to fuel those kind of things? Like if I'm listening to Pantera, I'm speeding. I just can't yeah. help myself. Yeah, that's uh, and you know what? That you hit the right band where you just yeah yeah yeah. Uh, you know what? I I speed at uh, and for those of you sitting there, you know, I'm like, oh, just because the songs are, you're not going to speed. Yeah, you do. You get into it, you start, uh, you know, tapping on the mm-hmm. wheel, and and I'm a drummer, so I you know I take it to another level. Um, it, it's uh, what's your speeding song? That's a great question of the day. Um, jeez, um, I'm trying to figure out. I, I because I like a fun song. I tend to get up like a "Fool in the Rain" by uh, Led Zeppelin. I think that's a fun song when they start the uh, uh, the fast part of the song. It's like you know, I just have a ball. Yeah, and you know yes. what I'm talking about, "Fool in the Rain," right? Good, good percussion, man. It's a good percussion. But uh, then you play the song that just makes it gets my Irish up. I don't like it. Makes me very angry. Need to hit things. And uh, no, I don't hit things. Not a violent guy. 
maybe some stereotypical drinking on occasion, but that's it. And I did, by the way, this Mensa meeting continues. Our friend from the much maligned Gurney, Illinois, Dave, is on hold. But uh, important, important information right now, ladies and gentlemen, here on the Dan Connery Show, I did post the video of the cat with the lightsabers on my Facebook page because we've lost all control. It's a Friday. Let's have some fun. And um, Dave is going to have a good point here, so let's try to get this show back on track if we can. Dave from Gurney, Illinois, how are you, my friend? Good to hear from you. Happy Friday to you. Hang, hanging in there, Dan. I haven't talked to you in a while. Uh, I, I know. I, how I, you feeling? You sound you sound well, a little no, actually, ill. I, I, I got a little cold, and I, I got it when I was in the hospital. I had a colonoscopy a couple days Ooh, ago, yeah. and okay. I just want to tell you that everything is all right on the dark side of the moon. So, <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm going to steal that. Hi-o! Hi-o! But, yeah, I'm going to steal that one. Along. They become very fluent now, you know. I, oh, I, I yes. Found, so. It's a very fluid joke, yes. Yes, yes. yes. You know, my point why, why I called in is, you know, here I hear Brian Williams' name. Didn't he Didn't he have to retire a few years ago because... No, you know, he's on the... Like, uh, the- he is a much he is on the much ballyhooed professional news station known as MSNBC with Greta Van Susteren on it. Oh yeah, that's uh, right. You know, and yeah. you know when they go to report these stories and they think that they're the first ones to report the stories, I you know we've they've already been outed. Nobody believes yeah. them anymore, and it doesn't matter who gets the story first because people are not sitting there switching their channels trying to find what the story is. You know what people are doing now? And this, I, I mean, at least this is what I do. I just sit back and I wait until Fox gets their facts together, and I sit and I watch it, and I find out everything I need to, do, need to find out. The fact that somebody is trying to report something 30 seconds before the other person does not make yeah. a difference anymore. And and especially not only does it not people, make a difference, not only does it not make a difference, Dave, it also creates a lot of fake news and a lot of fake facts and well, a lot of uh, disgracefully inferior news product today. That's well, what it does. It creates that crisis that everybody likes to take advantage of, you know, don't yeah. let a crisis go to waste. And well, I would say you know, you were talking about Donald Trump coming out and saying, obviously, he has information that yes. other people don't have access to. And to sit there and ballyhoo him and put him down like he can, as as you said, the, the guy who's in charge of the free world and not have input on a tragedy, he's going to do it, especially especially when he is actively involved in fighting Islamic terrorism as he And has. Dave, let me let me not sit here and lie. Let me not sit here and let you know there may be an occasion where Donald Trump knows literally nothing, has spoken to zero uh, aides, personnel, intelligence, law enforcement, and he comes out and he calls it the way he sees it. That's yep. going to happen on occasion. And uh, it, has it served him perfectly every uh, every step of the way since he's won the election? No. But the fact is he's going to call a spade a spade and savage uh, individuals because of a savage theology and a, a thav- savage interpretation of said theology are going to kill people and they're going to murder people. That's part of the deal. And you know he's going to call up for what he is. Go ahead. You know what's sad, Dan, is when a news organization cannot tell you what the real truth is because they feel they have to hide it for some kind of hidden agenda. When they can't say that the guy yelling Allah Akbar has nothing to do with Islamic terrorists, you know, and they have to do everything to suppress that. Then you know that and you're, you're, and you're talking about organization and you're, true. 
And you're talking about the shooting in Fresno a few days ago where the guy literally is screaming Allah Akbar and uh, the chief, who I happen to like, is a decent guy, and I've interviewed him. Um, he comes out and he's like, well, you know, we, we pretty much confirmed he's not a terrorist. And uh, isn't uh, shooting four people on the streets of America a, a, at least domestic terrorism? And and this parsing of the words and this this incredible denial that we're, we're witnessing right now um, – it's it, it, Dave. Here's the scare. Here's the scary part true. about it. It, it. Their their discourse is based upon their dislike of President Trump, not the facts, not the story. Because they don't like President Trump, they're willing to alter their coverage of a story. Do you well, think they would have analyzed and judged Barack Obama if he said terrorism? No way. They would have never have said a word. Well, they've had that discourse even under Obama. They they won't even utter the words Islamic terrorist. And, yeah, but they won't just, pass judgment. They wouldn't pass judgment on Obama right. by if Obama said something in the affirmative or definitive. Yeah, and absolutely. if if he said it, they would have cleaned out his, uh, like, just similarly, they would have given him a high colonic, uh, just like you got this week, Dave. Yeah. And, <laughs> and it's, to me, uh, that's the most dangerous aspect about the liberal media today. Yeah, and I, and I don't the, use the word liberal often. And the fellow travelers have, they, they go with the same compass. So you know yeah. that, that, you know, they're going to, they're going to be on the same page. They, north to them actually is south. You just got to remember that yeah. it's everything opposite that really makes common sense. And when it comes to the when it, when it comes to their colleagues, though, Dave, it's really turned into Lord of the Flies. And yeah, if you really don't go has. with the pack, if you don't go with the pack, uh, then you're going down the stream and you're going to be eliminated off the island. No doubt about it. Yep. Um, it's uh, this is a dangerous state we're in. And for Brian and Todd to come out and say uh, he's getting a little ahead of himself here. Shamalama ding dong. And uh, 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 Brian, you're under fire. Just shut your mouth. And uh, you're a joke and you're corrupt. And that's what uh, Chuck Todd, you know, admit that you're a left wing psychopath. And uh, it, we'll, we'll able to deal with this stuff in a rational. Dave, always a good call. I hope you're feeling better, pal. And and don't give me any more details. I can live without that. <laughs> Dave, have a good weekend, pal. Let's go to Kathy before the bottom of the hour break. Kathy, you're on the Dan Connery Show. Happy Friday. Good to have you along. Thanks for your call. Yes. Hi, Dan. Listen, two questions. Why do you like Greta? And how do you think she's getting along with all the liars over there? Um, I like Greta. I certainly have. I, I don't agree with um, all of her analysis. And I don't think she's, a, a, you know, a hard right wing conservative in any way, shape or form. She strikes yeah. me more of a libertarian, but I like her legal analysis. I think it's been very quite dead on. I like it okay. very much. And there is a there is a common sense Wisconsinite about her that I like. Um, okay. You know, even if she wants to go to the left, she she addresses the uh, the centrist and or the right point of view to a degree. And I think her legal analysis is very good overall. Okay, that's good. I ought to, have to turn her off. She drove me crazy. But um, listen, what? How do you think she's doing over there with everybody? You know, um, Chris Matthews and all these oh lying people. I believe that uh, MSNBC has an opportunity right now with the loss of Bill O'Reilly at Fox. If they just latch on to one or two more rational, reasonable, uh, uh, at least a center or center right, uh, I think they could put a put a dent into Fox. But they won't do it. MSNBC will not do it. They think Chris Matthews 
and um, and the rest of the lineup are rational. And that's that's that just if they don't make massive changes right now, they're not going to uh, beat Fox in any way, shape, or form. That's not going to happen. And, uh, well, do you think she sold her soul? I mean, I can't imagine. No, no, I, I could tell you why she left. And I, I happened to have been in the building in New York uh, when she was leaving, and there was a lot of scuttlebutt going around. And uh, she just, after Roger Ailes, she she just really didn't feel like she was part of the family anymore. And uh, she really liked Roger Ailes. And, and uh, there was just changes still going on right now that she didn't like. And, Kathy, let me ask you a question. Uh, do you s- sense a change in tone on Fox News since the Murdochs have uh, stepped in? Well, yes, I do. And you know what really bothers me is that, oh, my gosh, if I wanted to listen to liberals talk and their point of view, I would go over to the other NBC, ABC, and they get so many. Um, they think that they'd have to do the fair and balance, and it drives me crazy. It's just, but yes, I have I have noticed a change. Uh, yeah. I, I believe if if MSNBC and CNN had a had a true epiphany, and let's face it, the majority of people coming from journalism school and the world of politics, uh, I mean, it's not a lie when I sit here and say CNN and MSNBC have hired former Democrat uh, political operatives. That's that's who they like. That's who they associate with. That's a, who they dine with. And uh, who's the lady uh, Oprah's best friend, Gail? Uh, she was literally on a yacht last weekend with former President Obama, uh, Bruce Springsteen, and and the people at ABC News are not very happy. Uh, Charlie Rose is one of them. He's not very happy with Gail uh, from ABC. Uh, and, uh, Kathy, I appreciate the call today. Have a great weekend. Um, you know, people think I'm nuts when I'm saying I'm going over to MSNBC to watch Greta. Uh, I'm not saying Greta's a conservative. I'm saying she's uh, relatively honest in her uh, legal analysis, and there's a, a common-sense Wisconsinite uh, ethos about her that I like. And uh, and I'm going to keep watching her. Uh, I like Brett Baer, but I'm going to DVR him He's because he's a great uh, news show and a political show. Uh, Mike is going to be first after the break, after the bottom of the hour break. Uh, 321-1310, toll-free 877-235-1310. This is the Dan Connery Show. That's Sean Preble taking your calls. News Talk 1310, WIBA. with Dan Connery on 1310 WIBA. Yeah, right here is where I get in trouble. Hit the gas a little bit. Having a good time. I replaced John Bonham on stage in my brain. And if you're John Bonham, you have certain obligations uh, to party to a certain level. Yes. Uh, that yes, is certainly did. not healthy because <laughs> you're the drummer in the band. And we lost a, a New York City firefighter the other day who was a... Uh, a drummer in a uh, a metal band who was actually renowned. He was he was uh, uh, a very uh, large touring uh, uh, metal band that uh, and he was New York City firefighter and uh, adjusted his schedule. And actually, tour uh, the Northeast and uh, just uh, just amazing how many how eclectic uh, people and uh, first responder professions are. Really, there's so many. There's such deeper uh, individuals than you'll ever find out. You know, I was Mister Funny and. Uh, 
<laughs> to a degree. And uh, if you want to give us a call today, feel free to do that. It's uh, 321-1310, 321-1310, toll free. We've got Mike on hold right now. And um, I get a daily email from an individual. I'm not going to give their name or give them any credit for the email. Uh, Dan, your show today was pathetic regarding my show yesterday. You're trying to defend O'Reilly by implying that he was fired for yelling at people. He was fired for sexual harassment. Uh, get educated before going on the air. Okay, uh, we'll call you moron. Okay, moron, let's uh, let's address your little email here. Um, there is uh, there is a a tactic with many people in the public eye, uh, regardless of any accusation that's filed against you. Most people like to pay up and just get out and make the whole story go away. Um, myself, uh, Joel Finkelman, a few other callers, and I'm inclined to think Sean Preble may agree with me. Uh, I believe there was a couple of consensual relationships with Bill O'Reilly that went bad. Promises were made. And I say shame on Bill O'Reilly. And I never once tried to justify their behavior. Never once did I defend anybody uh, here on the air, whether it's uh, Donald Trump in the video that uh, you go back to the campaign. Uh, never tried to defend that once. Uh, what I do is explain the realities of the legal world, corporate America and public people. That's a very, very different dynamic. And we had a professional victim call the show about, towards the end of the show yesterday, uh, uh, Preble. Uh, you may have heard it because you were in your Death Star circling the earth, um, saying that I'm, I'm covering Bill O'Reilly different, differently than I was covering Bill Cosby. And again, you, when you wake up every day and you just, all right, everything's about this, everything, and I'm a professional victim, yo, let's kick off the day. Okay. I'll play the game. Um uh, the fact is, I've never tried to defend Bill Cosby. I said there was nothing proven about Bill Cosby, and I hung in there for as long as I could. And after there were criminal hearings, judges, attorneys, and uh, discovery taking place and evidentiary uh, evidentiary hearings, uh, guess what? I you know I I followed the path of Whoopi Goldberg. All right, well you know. I, I said that when there's smoke of their fire, this is a raging inferno now at this point. I can't defend Bill Cosby anymore. This, the stories were too many, and they, they were too exact. They were too similar. Uh, and this was confirmed by attorney. I'm sorry, Sean. Go ahead. I no, cut no, you no, off no, there. I, I, it, it, I, and I saw Snoop Dogg this morning saying Bill O'Reilly should that, – that it's unfair that Bill O'Reilly is not being treated like Bill Cosby. I, I think there is – the accusations are starkly different, and I'm not – Giving Bill O'Reilly and, and the, you know sexual a harassment pass in any way, shape, exactly. or form. You're not giving him a pass. Yeah. No, and, and, and sexual harassment is serious. But you look at what Bill Cosby is accused of doing. Whole different ballgame. That is entirely different. There are again, they're they're both improper, but there are degrees here. There are things that are yes, that's improper. Uh, and then there's holy cow, you belong in yeah. prison for the rest of your life. Improper. I, uh, I mean, I'm not sure what your feelings are on this. And I, I, I said yesterday, I, I've said over the last few days, Glenn Beck has a lot of the inside information because he worked there, number one. Number two, he created a detente between a lot of the on-air personalities at Fox News that did not exist before he got there. And it turns out Roger Ailes was a little bit more of a puppet master than even I would have admitted at one time. Uh, it turns out he really liked to plant a lot of negative things between certain shows because he wanted control and he didn't want anybody becoming too close and becoming a united front against management. I, I, you know, After that was said, yeah, I get that I, and I can believe it. Uh, sad that I have to believe it and sad that I have to acknowledge it, but the fact is I believe it. 
um, when you're dealing with that level of money, that level of ego, and that level of income coming into a 21st Century Fox as a company, and uh, Fox News is 20% of your income, you're certainly going to try to play puppet master, no doubt about that. But uh, again, I said uh, 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 Beck is going to turn out more information, and by God, yes, that he did he. Uh, you remember Kirsten Powers, who was the liberal pundit on Fox News? Yes, oh yeah. Um, Kirsten Powers always hung in there, but everybody forgets an article she wrote a couple of years ago that said, and I quote, USA Today stated, and I quote, Bill O'Reilly is not a sexist, i.e. Kirsten Powers. And I do believe, uh, Preble, that there was probably a couple of consensual relationships with Bill while he was married um, that got him into trouble and certainly got him screwed up. And Beck said as much uh, yesterday during his show, which I read the transcript of last night, um, I, 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 yes. Did Bill O'Reilly screw up? No doubt about it. Yes, he did. He stepped in it. Uh, I believe he brought upon this, uh, this final result on himself. I think he did it to himself. If you're that innocent, you don't pay out of the box. You don't start paying for your innocence. And th- it, it was a compromise. Please walk away. Please leave me alone. And O'Reilly kept saying, I didn't want my kids dragged into this, which tells me, people, he was doing something wrong. No doubt about it. Yeah, and, and what's the, the you mentioned what what Glenn Beck is. It's that old line of don't dip your pen in company ink. It's that old. It's, yeah. it's a crude way of saying it, but it's a reality. Um, yesterday, Sean Hannity, I was listening to him. Of course, you can hear him here at two o'clock here on 1310 WIBA. I found it was interesting when you mentioned about maybe some of the some of the puppetry that's going on behind or some of the um the the maybe manipulation that goes on i found it interesting with with hannity yesterday and i knew that him and bill o'reilly weren't best buddies but him describing kind of how his day works between spending most of his time across the road in the radio studio and and does all of his work over there and he's basically on the television side for an hour and a half each day and that's it and he's saying i don't really know bill o'reilly we worked in the same building but we never saw each other i I don't spend much time there, which leads you to kind of wonder what is that internal dynamic at Fox News, the television side? What yeah. goes on between some of those shows? And of course, all these guys have and gals have big egos. That's how they get where they are. Um, maybe that's it, or maybe there's something more to it. Um, I, I could tell you it's nuanced. I mean, I, again, I was there when Greta left. I was I was in the building for actually uh, several days in a row. And, you know, the whispers were polite and kind, but uh, Greta, after Roger Ailes went down, she was very good friend with Roger's Ale, uh, Roger Ailes. And she just didn't like the way everything was going down. And she she just decided to check out. She it, it, the, the, the place was already becoming different back then with her. Uh, do I think unless CNN or MSNBC make some dramatic changes, uh, they're not going to be competition for Fox News because let's face it. Democrats and liberals watch Fox News. It's just a better product. It's just simply a better product. When you're Brian Williams and Chuck Todd sitting there and your highest priority was to challenge the president, the leader of the free world, uh, maybe getting ahead of the story, well, then you're on crack and you need to really uh, change what you're doing. Uh, and I don't, I don't see MSNBC doing that to any degree. 321-1310, 321-1310, toll free, 877-235-1310. Let's go to Mike, who's been on hold forever. Mike, thanks for your patience today, pal. Go right out with your call. Hey, Dan, thanks for taking my call. Go ahead. Yeah, I just wanted to uh, kind of dovetail on what you were talking about with the president. It's interesting that they would choose to challenge what the president said when our former president, uh, Barack Obama, uh, chose to speak out on several occasions. It actually was dead wrong when he did. 
You know, you could look at the incident with the Charlestown the police, the uh, Charlestown police, and uh, yep, yeah, Charlestown yeah, police in Massachusetts. The Trayvon, yeah, Trayvon. I, I mean, it's all there. I mean, and they never challenged him. They never said, "Well, Mr. President, you really don't know the facts." And uh, and especially in that case, it was quite true. He didn't know the facts, and he he admitted as much uh, before he made the statement. But the police acted stupidly. Uh, well, yeah, not too good there, guy. And you and Holder, uh, your stain on law enforcement is now gone. It's over. You're dismissed. And uh, Jeff Sessions has uh, pretty much told the DOJ uh, professional victim crowd, yeah, that party's over now. Now uh, look at your communities, deal with the filth, deal with the garbage, deal with the scum, uh, and, and get over yourselves. Stop whining, clean your feces off you, and get to work. Uh, after the break, we will take, uh, we'll take Al. And uh, three, two, one, thirteen, ten. Toll free. Where's the show going? Now it's disappearing. Uh, Preble, what are you doing? Uh, <laughs> Dan Connery Show News Talk thirteen ten WIBA. This is the Dan Connery Show. Join the conversation at three two one thirteen ten. Toll free at one eight seven seven two three five thirteen ten. Or hit him up on Facebook and Twitter. Welcome back, Madison. I don't know where the show went, but uh, Preble, uh, I give you credit. We can blame uh, Joel Finkelman for everything because he's not here today. Everything's and, Joel's uh, fault. Everything's Joel's fault. Uh, you know what? I was the youngest, and I had to live that every day of my life because I had three siblings. They would just turn around and point their fingers at me all the time. And it was so wrong at so many different levels. Very mean. Very, well, very mean. Joel's been here three years, but he's still the new guy. So guess what? That's right. Yeah. Comes with the territory. Yeah, yeah. Uh, last in, first screwed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, three, two, one, thirteen, ten. Three, two, one, thirteen, ten. Toll free eight seven seven two three five thirteen ten. Uh, Fifty past the hour. A few minutes left in the show. Let's go to Al. Has been waiting very, very patiently. Al, you're on the Dan Connery Show. Thanks for your time today, pal. Go right over your call. Yeah, hi Dan. Thanks for taking my call. I do appreciate Welcome. you and Preble and also Joel's comments and subjects. But well, I want to you. talk about James Murdoch. I heard a I butt coming. I did hear a butt coming, Al. I heard that butt coming. Oh no, no, no! I was. I didn't. All right, I didn't all right. hear your show. Like, I didn't hear all of your show yesterday or or today. Okay. So I don't know if this has been talked about. But James Murdoch. Sure. Yeah. Rupert. The, Rupert. He son. is the new liberal, secular, progressive. Uh, right, uh, right. Needle in the thorn. Uh, the needle in the haystack and the thorn in the side, I should say. Uh, that he that is going to dramatically. Some time ago. I, if yeah, I'm Sean did. Hannity, I'm very nervous. If I'm Sean Hannity, I'm very nervous. I bet you there's a target on him with James Murdoch, no doubt. And, and he was like the guy in England who was responsible for the cell phone monitoring that got Rupert yes. in trouble. Yep. And, and his wife was also employed by the Clinton Foundation, I believe, under the Global Warming or under the uh, Climate, Climate Change Fund, I believe it is. Al, all I can tell you is that uh, you and I both know if you have families and you've had a lot of people in your family, it's amazing how uh, differently you can think and how uh, differently politically you can think in your own home. And uh, I have, uh, God rest my sister Maureen's soul, one of the last things she ever did was vote for Barack Obama. And uh, it is what it is. I mean, it just, uh, and this guy, James Murdoch, I, and I didn't mention his name today, but I, I think you're right. Uh, this is going to be a whole new paradigm for the Fox News channel. Um, nobody denies that there was certainly a um, uh, a right uh, bent and a more conservative bent on the show, but there's a difference between the news product 
and the uh, opinion personalities on that station. And that's uh, at least on that station, you can tell the difference. And they don't try to pay. Would anybody accuse Shepard Smith of being a conservative in any way, shape or form? Absolutely not. And I happen to like his news product, by the way. I happen to be a a fan of Shepard Smith, but I think he's been a little over the top with his hatred of Donald Trump. It's been obvious to me. And and if I was one of his bosses, I'd say, hey, Shep, you know, I know you don't like the guy, but you're turning your news into opinion now. And that's not what your show is supposed to have been. And uh, again, it's the same complaint I make on MSNBC and CNN. You're, you're pretending to be something uh, that you're not. You stop pretending. You're not uh, objective news people anymore. Um, like if you can, uh, exactly. I mean, <laughs> but at least they admit Chris Matthews an opinion show. Um, uh, that's the difference. See, Chris Matthews, if you go back a few years, tried to pretend, pretended to be a little bit more conservative years ago. And again, it's the pretend world of the left. It's the lying world of the left that I, that makes me sick. Um, if you tell me that you're a, a chancellor at Berkeley and you feel it's the right thing to do to have people protest and de- destroy property on your campus and tell Ann Coulter that she uh, can't have a speech and then you get shouted down uh, by the establishment, you say, oh, all right, we'll, we'll have her another day. Um, Ann Coulter returned five by saying, screw you, I'm out, I'm done, I'm not going to speak at your communist campus. Um, and they, if you can't control violence on your own campus, why are you there? Why do you have that position? Why do you have that job? And uh, yeah, and there's just uh, so much going on right now. And the uh, the pretend world of journalism has really been blown off its axis. Uh, I, I'm tired of people uh, getting in front of the camera, reading their copy and, and pretending that they don't have an opinion, pretending that they can't stand the current president. And Shepard Smith has a case of that. He really does. And, and again, I like his news product. I think he's a very good news guy. And most of his uh, commentary over the years has been uh, really unimpactful. But his hatred of Donald Trump has become so apparent. A lot of people are turning off the station. And with the uh, the dismissal of uh, Bill O'Reilly, uh, I, I think uh, ratings wise, and Sean, you and I both know the the summer ratings are never good for talk radio or, or uh, commentary news. Never good. Um, so this is, I mean, if you're the king of the world, people, let me, let me put the, uh, the station manager, uh, hat on your head. Um, don't you make some dramatic changes at, uh, because now's the time to strike, uh, with CNN and MSNBC. I, I, I would absolutely get in there and I wouldn't hire psychos. I wouldn't go after right wingers, but I'd certainly look for a more moderate, uh, even handed, uh, tenor. And I hear people making the demand that MSNBC move Rachel Maddow now to, to apparent, I don't know who who's the doofus with the goofy glasses, the kid that's on MSNBC. There's oh yeah, yeah, Woody Allen's kid. Yeah, yeah he's kid. not good. He's horrible. He's terrible. Yeah, he's terrible. <laughs> anyway, um, but yeah, if if you're if you're CNN, especially CNN, but MSNBC has some opportunities as well. I, I think now is the time to to really go over your lineup top to bottom and say, listen, the leader, the, you know, the leader of the pack is weak. It might be time now for uh for some action and. And try and try and get some of that. Some Let's of that. Let's not cheese. lie. Let's not lie. There's blood in the water. Yes. Go get it. I oh, mean, yes. because now it's going to be a tough summer for Fox News. I do believe the five, uh, which took a while to resonate with people. Uh, I was one of the doubters when they first started, but they've uh, they've done some really really uh, powerful ratings, and I've I've grown to like the show. Um, and I think they will do some damage against Rachel Maddow. Uh, and I think that's why a lot of people are calling for, yeah, let's move Maddow somewhere else. Because I think the uh, five is, you know what I like about the five? What's there's that? dissent. And, and there's honest dissent on the show. 
Uh, they disagree honestly on that show. That's what I think I like about it. I, I don't know if uh, I, I think Greg Gutfeld, who I think addresses a lot of libertarians' uh, concerns, um, he resonates with a lot of people. And a younger demo, he's a good sense of humor. Uh, do you have a take on that show? Yeah, I, 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 Greg is one of those guys that I, I think you're right. I think he does resonate with a younger um, group, and I think for Fox, that may be that may be something that they, an opportunity for them as well. Um, as we talked the other day. Um, as we're getting older, people are are not only are we living longer, but we're living better and more quality of life. Yeah, yeah. Um, so older people matter a lot, but there's also room to say, hey, you can always when the old Mr. Burns line, I trade it all for a little more. Um, yep. You can always get some more. And maybe this presents opportunity for Fox News as well to to try and bring in the next generation of viewers. In fact, what they did with uh, the five, guess who they're bringing in? Bowling's going to take five o'clock. And guess who's going to take the uh, the seat the bowling seat? Jesse Waters, the producer oh. of uh, Bill O'Reilly, uh, who I'm not a huge fan of, by the way. I don't think he's a polished uh, news guy. Uh, by virtue of the fact that he worked for O'Reilly, he got a lot of uh, opportunities on that show that I don't think he would have gotten had he not been connected with O'Reilly. I, 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 he's okay. He makes me laugh, and I like Waters World. Uh, but is he a um, a serious factor on uh, on that show? I don't know. We'll see. I doubted it once, and I was wrong. So we'll see what happens. Uh, gang, uh, Sean Preeple, Joel Finkelman, thank you very much for this week. I'm so glad it's over. Uh, time to have an adult beverage uh, this afternoon. Have a great weekend, everybody. We're back here Monday. Um, that is Sean Preeble. This has been the Dan Connery Show, News Talk 1310, WIB Day. Uh, I, uh, have a great day, everybody. I'm out of here, man. I don't know.